right, and welcome back to Dynasty Kings. We are now on episode 17. Oh, man, we are almost full-fledged adults in the podcast world. If you don't already, make sure you follow us on our social media at Dynasty Kings Pod. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. If you're not already, what are you doing? So for today's episode, Kyle finally gets to jerk off his team. I know he's been very excited for this all week. And unfortunately, we didn't get to put out this episode last week just because, you know, sometimes life hits you in unexpected moments. And sometimes it's just best to break down those moments and take it one step at a time. But I am very glad to get into this. I know Kyle is as well. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. And Kyle... Who's your first player on the Bills that you love? Yeah, I'm excited to talk my Bills finally. Um, definitely upset we didn't get to do it over the weekend, but uh, as most of you guys know, I bartend on the weekend and the bar just opened back up. So New York is a bit of a shit show right now, to say the least, because everybody and their mother misses going out. Um, so it's just been, I've just been slammed, honestly, to say the least. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as Bills, I love, I, I like a lot of this team. So it was tough for me to narrow down too. But I'm going to start off with obvious, an obvious one probably and that's Stefan Diggs I love the addition of Diggs to this team man I think he was the pinnacle of what we could have gotten at the trade uh not at the trade deadline like right right before the rookie draft and I get it people could have said hey we probably could have taken a wide receiver in the first round but the Bills have a bad history with taking wide receivers um you look at Sammy Watkins Robert Woods didn't work out for us and somehow he became a superstar for the Rams and (laughs) there's just there's a bunch of wide receivers where we've been burned in the past that I don't discredit this team for we're in win now mode now uh why not get a guy who's peak 27 years old you know what i mean like really entering his prime age right now and pair him up with josh allen and apparently the two of them are already very close and that's music to my ears i hear they play Warzone almost every night together and that's the chemistry you want to build with your quarterback and you know I, i'm just excited to see what they do i think josh is in line for a big year i know we don't highlight him he, he, here but the hype train is definitely like all aboard on josh allen and I, I it's not just me at this point i think a lot of people are really hyped for him from a fantasy perspective and i'm just excited to see what he does with a legit talent i like john brown there last year but he obviously wasn't a legit wide receiver one and now he has a guy coming into that room with back-to-back a thousand yard seasons and i just i think the sky's the limit with uh stefan diggs in this offense yeah you know what i really like diggs it made sense to me moving that first round pick yeah, exactly. Uh, you could you could have nabbed you could you know what the, how far how far CD Lamb na- uh, fell. They could have easily traded up and got him. Could have traded up and got Rager. Probably could have had Justin Jefferson fall to them with that same pick that the Vikings took him with. But the thing is, is that the Bills aren't the Bills can't rely on grooming a new wide receiver. One, they're in win now mode. The division is ripe for the taking. I don't last very long and Diggs short term made the most sense especially just because of how badly he wanted out of Minnesota however I have no idea why they didn't get more serious when negotiating for DeAndre Hopkins because they paid more for Diggs than what the Cardinals paid for Hopkins 
Um, yeah, I guess that's something I didn't think about, but obviously, I mean, I think the Texans wanted to move David Johnson to any deal they did. And I mean, I'm sorry. Um, the Texans wanted right. to, the Texans wanted like an even cap hit for some reason. And we didn't have an overpriced, uh, running back to send back their way. <laughs> so maybe if LaShawn McCoy was still on the team, then we could have sent him over and, and Bill O'Brien would have been hyped for that. I'm not really sure what happened with that. I know we did talk to them. Like I heard from multiple people that the Bills did reach out about DeAndre Hopkins. So obviously, I mean, would I prefer Hopkins to be in that situation? Sure, yeah, but I think Bill O'Brien did himself a disservice because I think Bill O'Brien probably just went with the first offer available. That's what it feels like when he should have shopped Hopkins around. I don't want to bring up Bill O'Brien and rip on him again, but that just feels like what happened. He was just like, oh, first offer. Yep, let's go. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, you know, it was so many um, needy wide receiver teams. He, he could have easily gotten more, but you know what? That's what you get for not being patient. Let's not <laughs> try to rip on the Texans for too long, so I'm just going to get back into it. I want to highlight a rookie that was taken in this draft with the third-round pick when the Bills selected Zach Moss out of Utah. I really, really like this kid. No offense to Singletary. He's just not a power back. Singletary played his best ball when he was complimented by Frank Gore. Zach Moss will make Singletary better. However, Singletary's fantasy output is going to be considerably different than what it was last year. And we'll get into that later because I know Kyle wants to talk about Singletary. However, I really like Zach Moss. He played at a Pac-12 school in Utah. And Utah is no school to joke about. They do put out good players. They have good schedules. And this is a serious team. In three seasons, in four full seasons there, he put up 1,000 yards in three of those, 1,000 plus yards in three of those seasons. And almost every single season he had at least 10 plus touchdowns. I think this guy is exactly what they're looking for. I think you can get him dirt cheap in fantasy right now. And I really like this guy in rookie startup drafts because you can draft him in the third round and you will expect immediate compensation from him because he will be played the same way they played Frank Gore. Yeah, I like Moss a lot. I think uh, I don't want to tread on Singletary because I'll talk about him later, but just speaking on Moss, I think he's what this team was looking for. I knew they were going to take a running back in this draft because I know my bills and I know they didn't want to run one running back. Um, and it just made sense. Moss, is, Moss was probably the best fit out of this draft class. The only guy I could think of who I think could have fit really well as uh, really well as well um, would have been A.J. Dillon. I think A.J. Mm -hmm. Dillon would have been a very good fit as well because, again, it would have been a bigger-bodied guy to go with Singletary's, like, you know, lightning quick speed. Um, but I think Moss is going to fit there, and honestly, I think he's going to play immediately. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 10-plus touches a game just, like, right from day one, honestly. Yeah, he has a lot of potential, but he also has a lot of potential to have – I think he is the biggest unknown – fantasy-wise, for this team? Because I really don't know what you're going to get with this guy. I would, I would agree with that. He's definitely an unknown. I think there's probably some unknowns as far as the offensive side of the ball. I think the wide receiver situation gets kind of sticky now outside of Diggs. And I know you're going to talk about somebody later in the hate section. But, like, it's tough because I don't know if Josh Allen can support all these mouths because, obviously, he runs a lot. He doesn't really throw for 300-yard games. As much as I like the guy, it's just not how he's built. So it'll be interesting to see if he can take the offense to the next level uh, and really have multiple thousand yard wide receivers. I don't know if he can do that. Like, I don't know if he could support two thousand yard wide receivers like Dak Prescott did in uh, Dallas with, you know, Amari Cooper and um, what's it called Michael Gallup. 
Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. Yeah, so it's definitely interesting, but I'll take the number one option in Stefan Diggs, and I'll take who, in my opinion, will be the lead back by the end of the year in Zach Moss any day of the week. Uh, yeah, that's just that's my my hot take, but I'll go into that a little bit later. Um, as far as we're going to switch sides of the ball because, you know, this offense is interesting and definitely I feel like the unknown part of the team, but this defense, this defense, man, if you're in IDP leagues, you're going to see these guys flying off the boards. I mean, Luke knows, knows all too well about how quickly the Bills start falling off the boards once you start taking guys and defensive players. Um, one of the guys I really like this season has an unfortunate um, – he had an unfortunate event happen to him in the offseason and he made a stupid mistake, and that's Ed Oliver. Um, we all make mistakes. We're all human. I don't think Ed Oliver did anything that was inherently that bad. I mean, he made an obvious mistake and he shouldn't have done it, but – Outside of the, you know, obviously the DUI and the the gun, like, I mean, a lot of these guys have illegal weapons. I don't really think that's that bad of a, you know what I mean? And he was in Texas. He's a Southern guy. I'm sure he's got 15 illegal guns. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it, like it, that's just the one he had on him at the time. Um, so I'm not too worried about him. And I don't think the team is either. They seem to be very... Um, they, he's still going to team meetings. He's still part of the culture. You know what I mean? And I think the team will knock it out of him. He's still a young guy. He's only 22 years old. He had a very good rookie season, and I think it could have been a little better, but I think that team needed a infusion of youth on the defensive line, and they got it in the draft with A.J. Uh, Espinenza and a few other guys who they brought in. So it will be interesting to see what he does, but I think he takes a big step forward this season. Ed Oliver is a freak of nature. I mean, when you talk about pound for pound, just monster, he reminds me a lot of Aaron Donald, of just like that physical, just disgustingly freak athlete, man. I mean, he's he's a big boy, and I think he's going to eat this season, man. I really do. Yeah, you know, I totally agree. Last year's draft produced three really promising defensive tackles in Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, and Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver could potentially be the best out of the three, but I think it's honestly up in the air who becomes the best out of those three. Uh, Obviously, off-field issues are going to play into this, but I like Oliver. If I can draft him in IDP without having to bite the bullet in the top 10 rounds, I'm 100% grabbing. Yeah, I like taking him as a, if you don't want to go heavy in on D tackle, but you want to get somebody, this is somebody I would target who you can get in the later rounds. And I think he'll be a guy you could start every week. I hope so. I have him in a couple of leagues. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the last guy really quick. This is a guy who's stupid young. Last year, he was only 21. I think he's the youngest player in the NFL, or was the youngest player in the NFL last season. That's Tremaine Edmonds. You know what? This guy, right off the bat, came out of college and just went ham. In his rookie season, the guy posted 121 tackles, seven QB hits, two sacks, two interceptions in 15 games. Then at 21, this last season, one interception, uh, one and a half sacks, 115 tackles, four QB hits. His production dropped, but only minusculely. This guy is what I like to call the perfect IDP linebacker. He plays the middle linebacker position. The guy racks up tackles. For the most part, he's very healthy. And not to mention, his age is amazing. The guy's only going to be 22 next season and will have played in three full seasons. Take that in. There are no other linebackers with his experience, age, and productivity right now 
Do not be surprised if he becomes an all-pro player within the next two years. Yeah, I like Edmonds a lot. And actually, it's interesting you talked about his dip in production. And, and that only happened last season because he struggled down the stretch because you want to know who got hurt down the stretch? Do you know who it is? It's Matt Milano. It's obviously. Matt Milano. So as long as Matt Milano's back and healthy, I like Edmonds a lot more, obviously. I think the two of them are, in my opinion, one of the premier linebacker duos in the entire league uh, because they form that perfect tandem of Edmonds being just the truck and Milano being so good in coverage. Um, and I think Edmonds got just stretched out last season. When Milano went down, he had to do coverage and other things which he's not good at. You know what I mean? Like he fits a very certain role. He's like Blake Martinez, only better. Like, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's not as bad in coverage as Blake, or you know, as uh, as catastrophic as Blake Martinez can be. Um, but you know, I I love Edmonds. Honestly, I don't I don't really know how what I can say more about the guy. He made the Pro Bowl last year. I think he'll be a perennial Pro, pro Bowler on this team. Um, and I just I think he's going to be a superstar. Yeah, totally agree. I cannot see it going any other way. I think this guy's the real deal, and he will be a top five linebacker in the league for years to Agreed. come. Agreed. All right, so we just touched on players we love. We're about to get the, to the worst part of this for Kyle, where we have to <laughs> on players. I know he's probably dreading this, but we got to do it anyway. So when we come back, we're going to crap on some of the Buffalo Bills, so make sure you stick around. Okay, and welcome back. We're going to hit on the players we hate. I'm going to get us started. And this one might seem weird because you're going to say to yourself, well, Luke, you've talked this guy up a lot in the past. Well, yeah, I did. I really liked his character. That took a hit within a literally a week and a half span. Jake Fromm, dude, you goofed. You done fucked up. You are now a very clear racist and... I don't think any of your offensive weapons are going to want to play with you. It's not like he's an established talent. It's not like people can say, well, we know this guy well. Uh, he wouldn't, He's not like that. He just got into the league. He slipped really far in the draft. I don't know how long his tenure is going to be with this team. I don't really need to talk about his stats. Everybody knows he was great in college. But at this point, just because of where he got fell in the draft, the things he said, and the fact he doesn't actually have a relationship with most of his teammates at this point. Jake Fromm, to me, is just the player I hate the most on this team. And I honestly, I don't know if he truly is sorry or not. I would hope he is. However, you know, his career can be done a lot faster now than people were expecting. Yeah, I think he's expendable at this point with the team. It's interesting to see what happened with him. Um, I think he definitely slipped far. Um, it's weird that those messages came out right after the draft. It makes me want to think that some of these teams might have had access to these messages beforehand um, mm-hmm. because, like, with his slipping stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, like, yeah. throw shade at anybody, but it just feels like the timing is really weird. Um, it's like, oh, okay, these come out right after the draft, and then he slipped when a lot of teams could have used him, and it's just like maybe there's something to that. Maybe the Bills didn't know about it because um, they seem like they have their culture all figured out. I wouldn't be shocked if he's cut from the team um, by this, by, especially with everything that's going on in our society right now. Um, nobody wants this look. 
Like, you know what I mean? It was a bad, it was yeah. a, it was a bad thing that he did, but with everything going on in society right now, it's not like we're, we're not, we're not like what we used to be in the nineties and stuff. This is very cancel culture. So I wouldn't be surprised if Fromm gets canceled and rightfully so. I'm not really going to defend the guy for what he said. He's a piece of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't really have much to say about the guy. I, I like, like, and I, you know what? I never saw him play in Josh Allen's our future. We kind of needed a, a respectable backup because obviously Derek Anderson's not a it. Um, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, like, you know what I mean? I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> I think, I think we've crapped on him enough. I think it's just easy to say that he is a locker room cancer before he even got to step in the locker room. Yeah. And that's the thing. And when you're, you know, it's, it's just a headache to deal with and no team wants to deal with that, but enough about Jake Fromm Cause he's going to be out of the league soon and working for state farm. Um, <laughs> Um, let's move on to somebody who I wanted to talk about a little bit earlier and I, I held myself up. Um, and that's Devin Singletary. I know this is, this is weird cause I like Singletary a lot. So, um, I have him on this list because I don't like where he's being drafted and I don't like the perception that's being thrown about him. I think right now, and I've said, I've touched on this in the past, he's being touted about as if he's going to be this workhorse back. Um, and I really just never saw that from day one. I think what we saw year one with Singletary is what you're going to get moving forward, a mixture of pass and receiving game, but not the full workload ever. I think Zach Moss immediately eats into his workload and where you have to take this guy to get him in startups right now, it doesn't make any sense. Like it really doesn't. You have to take him earlier than guys like David Montgomery. When I much rather have a guy like David Montgomery, who's probably going to be the workhorse in Chicago this year. Like, so just for me personally, it doesn't make sense to touch the guy. And I love my bills. I much rather get a guy like Josh Allen though. Stefan Diggs, who seems to Diggs just falls so much on ADP. It's just ridiculous. I have gotten Diggs in the fifth round, the sixth round this year. I know Luke's gotten him late as hell. I just much rather get different players on this team than. Singletary. Yeah, you know what? I think before the draft, it would have been easy to justify taking Singletary where people were taking it. A hundred percent. But at this point, with everything that happened, bringing in Zach Moss, who we already touched on, who's going to have a great career in Buffalo with the way they will probably play him. A Singletary is just not a bruiser. And that's what Buffalo really is as, as a running team. They're a bruising team. They don't really need the flashing Christian McCaffrey, ooh, I can catch anything, because Josh Allen, unlike, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, can bomb the ball down the field. Yeah. You know, single, Singletary just doesn't fit the report that this team's put together. It sucks. It's also really something that really should be stressed. He only had two touchdowns last season. He played in 12 games, started eight of them, only had two touchdowns. His longest drive, his longest run was only 38 yards. I think he's a good running back, but taking him in the third or fourth round of startups, complete overpayment. Yeah, and I, again, I'd rather have a guy later like David Montgomery, honestly, who I think will have a big bounce back here. Um, and it's interesting you mentioned how it's a bruising type of backfield, like like. Singletary is kind of like he reminds me a little bit of like like I feel like him and Lamar Jackson could be really good together. They're both very um quick and like feisty together, you know what I mean? Great with jukes and other things like that. Like Josh Allen though, he's not really a juker. Um he's kind of retarded when he runs with the football. And I'm I hate to use that word again, but it's true. Like you ever watch him run the football? I get so bad every game I watch him run because I'm like, Josh, like you're literally gonna get killed. Like, and he just like takes the hit and he gets up and he's like, Oh, I'm all right. 
right? Like, it's like, dude, like, <laughs> I just think that fits Moss more. You know what I mean? That just like that bruiser mentality, like you just said, like, yeah, yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. Like, that's exactly what it is. Um, you know what? Let's just jump. Let's just jump away from the running back. So I feel like we touched them a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, let's talk about the wide receivers for a second. You know what? They had an interesting wide receiver situation last year with practically playing two slot receivers um, in starting capacity last year. Uh, one of those guys who I just don't think can repeat what he did is Cole Beasley. It's not that Cole Beasley doesn't have talent. He had a career year last year in his sense, uh, putting up 778 yards on 67 receptions for six touchdowns, the most touchdowns he's ever had in his career. I can remember there were a couple games, especially against the Cowboys, where he just popped off and had incredible games. Cole Beasley is a very good wide receiver. I think he'll still play a role in this offense. Don't get me wrong. However, he's... With Stefan Diggs coming in, it moves John Brown over. I don't know if how many snaps Beasley will be taking out of the slot at this point. And now they've brought in Gabriel Davis in the fourth round, who could potentially play on the outside opposite of Stefan Diggs, allowing John Brown to move into the slot. So, you know, Beasley, I don't think Beasley's gone from the team anytime soon, but I do know his numbers are going to drop. And it sucks because character-wise, I really like the guy. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Beasley. It was definitely cool to see him have a great year last year, but like I kind of I'm in the same boat with you. This is the thing, right? Somebody's losing out in this wide receiver room, and it's not Stefan Diggs. And so I don't know if that's going to necessarily be Beasley because if he plays in the slot, I think he'll get some targets. Or if John Brown ends up in the slot, I think he'll get the targets. Um, I just think either John Brown or Beasley is going to lose out, and I think John Brown did more to establish a connection with Josh Allen his first year. And that's really the important part at the end of the day. Like him and Josh Allen are really good friends. You know what I mean? And I talked about that already mm-hmm. with Stefan Diggs and Josh becoming really good friends. And, um, you know, you have other mouths to feed, obviously the addition of Gabriel Davis. I think a lot of people think Dawson Knox is going to take that next step as well. Then you have Singletary. You have to feed out of the backfield as well. It just, it's, it kind of feels like Denver's situation where there's a lot of talented mouths, but somebody's going to lose out. And in Denver, I think that's KJ Hamler and in Buffalo, I could see that being Beasley. Yeah, and you know, it sucks. I really like Beasley, but like I said, and like you said, it's going to be someone, and you know what, honestly, with the seasons John Brown has had and, you know, the productivity compared to (coughs) Cole Beasley, it's easy to see John Brown getting majority of the snaps compared to Beasley. Agreed, and I I, I like this team. I like what they built at wide receiver, but I wouldn't be shocked if next season they take a wide receiver in the first round, Um, especially with the class coming up. I mean, even with Justin Ross not being in that class anymore with everything that happened to him, this is still a loaded class. Like, even despite losing Ross, this is a loaded class. Oh, easily. Yeah, can't argue that one. Yeah, so for this last guy, and this one might hurt some longtime Bills fans, but I'm just going to say it. AJ Espinenza didn't get drafted for a re- like for no reason. I think Jerry Hughes is on the way out. Um, it's tough to see because obviously he was kind of with us for all the years when we sucked. Um, and now it's like, okay, like it's kind of time for him to move on. Um, he really reminds me of the older team, the Kyle Williams days. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just, I think he's just part of the older 
the older team. You know what I mean? He doesn't really represent what we are anymore, which is very young across the board. He's been, he was okay last season, but obviously he hasn't been as good as he was back in, you know, 13 and 14 when he put up back to back 10 sack seasons. <laughs> he's hitting the 32 year marker this year. And it just, it just feels like he's aging quickly and going to be all out of the picture soon with the new additions of, you know, obviously AJ Espinenza and then Ed Oliver taking another step forward. I just think Hughes is going to get lost in the mix. Yeah, you know what? Hughes is a long time away from his back-to-back 10-sack season mm-hmm. in 2013 and 2014 when he was 25 and 26. Uh, Hughes is on the wrong side of 30 now. He's going to be 32 this season. He put up four and a half sacks last season. You know what? For him, the problem has never been being on the field. The guy can be on the field. Like, he has no problem with that. It's more so now the pro- productivity I think he is um, a great, uh, you know, edge rusher in his own right. However, it's time for him to move on. It's time for him to go, go chase a Super Bowl with a different team, you know, a team with a more veteran uh, core. Like, you know what? Kansas City just lost Terrell Suggs. Go play for them. Uh, but other than that, I don't see Jerry Hughes offering much. And it sucks, but, you know, uh, this team's going in a different, completely different um, idea. And I think when his contract is up, he's definitely gone. Agree. Yep. And you know what? I, I'm so sorry, Kyle, that we hurt you so bad talking about Bill's players you don't like. You no, know, it, so it wasn't that bad, honestly. Oh. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to do a team breakdown. And rather than bring on a guest, I'm just going to rapid fire questions, uh, some questions to Kyle, because let's be fair. Nobody's going to suck the dick of the Bills like Kyle will, (laughs) right? So uh, when we come back, we're going to get into it. So make sure you stick around. And we'll come back. We're doing the team breakdown. And Kyle, why don't I give you the honors and you break down this team schedule and what you think it's going to look like this year? Yeah, man. It's exciting times. Four primetime games. It just feels honored. Honestly, man. I can't even believe that it's four. And honestly, there might be five primetime games because Denver is still to be determined. And if that happens, we'll have four primetime games in a row from week 13 to 16. Because if Denver ends up being good, they've already said they're going to flex that game into primetime. Because I think people want to see Locke versus Allen which I, I there's some exciting matchups here man I'm pumped for this season it's a it's a decent schedule I wouldn't say it's overwhelming there's definitely some hard stretches in there they have San Francisco and Pittsburgh back to back uh week 13 and 14 if Pittsburgh is back and I mean like back back that will be tough uh they have Tennessee and Kansas City back to back weeks five and six then they play the Jets which obviously will be easy but then we have to go back and play New England and then Seattle and I think Seattle is going to give us a hard time this season which Luke I know will be happy about um but this team really has no excuses this they like none like we got all the talent in the world on both sides of the ball the culture's there the team's there um i think they go 12 and 4 i think they lose to the dolphins because i already said they'd split with the dolphins and they got to lose one divisional matchup in my opinion um and i think they lose to the niners the seahawks and the chiefs i could see them going 11 and 5 and potentially also losing to the steelers that's my one toss up matchup right now so my finals would be 12 and 4 for the bills uh Dolphins going eight and eight, Patriots going six and ten, and Jets going five and eleven. 
Yeah, you know what? Um, they do have a uh, pretty. You know, I'd say they have a light schedule compared to. What I I don't, I don't think it's that bad. I keep thinking of that Redskins schedule, and everything seems yeah, that's <laughs> everything seems easy compared to that schedule. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really like this team. As stated, I am my Seahawks. Obviously, will kick the shit out of you guys just because Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson and nobody can stop him. And now that he actually has wide receivers and now that he has hopefully healthy running backs, it's going to be, you know, lights out for the Seahawks. I actually, you know what? I'll save my, I'm going to save my hot take for when we talk about the Seahawks. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do anything too drastic just yet. So it's interesting. You have them going 12 and four. I actually have them going 13 and three. I just think they're that good. And with the schedule they've been given, I don't see why that's not possible. I have them going eight and zero in the or six and zero individual matchups. Yeah, Ooh. six and zero. Yeah, yeah, six and zero. I, I, I don't think they eight and zero would be them playing themselves yeah, twice. <laughs> there we go. Okay, um, I don't think they lose to the Jets. No way. <laughs> lose to the Pats. Just being honest, uh, I know the Dolphins are going to be good, but I don't think they're going to be better than the Bills, and I don't think there's like an upset in the work anywhere for them. So I think they go 13-3. and I think they lose to the Niners. They lose to my Seahawks. And they lose to the Chiefs. Obviously, all obvious teams are going to lose to. I like the Steelers, but I'm not sure I'm as high on them as Kyle is. I don't know how big this bounce back is going to be. They still have some question marks in very key positions. So we'll see kind of how it turns out. But that leaves me with my recap. So I have the Bills going 13-3. and The Dolphins going 10-6. and then there's a huge drop off because it's like the <laughs> bottom of the whole league. And then I got the pads going four and 12 and the jets going three and 13 while I'm at it. I'm just going to hit you with my bold takes. I think neither Singletary nor Moss will crack over a thousand yards. However, Moss will become a fantastic steamroller slash change of pace back for this team. I think Josh Allen misses at least two games this season with what will probably be a concussion, and Jake Fromm is just fine in relief. I think Ed Oliver, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, and Tredavious White all make the Pro Bowl this year. I don't see how they all couldn't. I think they could all do it if they all put in the effort. I think Jake Fromm is cut by the end of the season for saying something racist again. Not just the first time. I think it's going to come out again, and then it'll be the last straw. Just because... What he said was so weird um, that I can't like somebody who's willing to say that definitely will slip up and say something like that again. And then finally, I have AJ Espinenza putting up eight sacks in his rookie year, forming a powerful tandem with Ed Oliver, where you see AJ not only play defensive end, but also play three tech defensive tackle and really help solidify a young front seven core for this team. Yeah. I like most of your takes there. Uh, the what's it called? The Josh Allen missing two games. I know you giggled at that because I already said he runs like an idiot, and I, I just I could see that happening. He, I feel like he's always going to miss like a game or two, so I'm never going to doubt that not happening. I just ever since he he 
he fucking hopped that Minnesota wild on uh, Minnesota Viking guy. I just think that whoever it was, what is it, Anthony Barr, when he jumped over him? I just he, think that I can't remember the player. Yeah, I think it was Barr. And I just think Josh is willing to do anything to win games. And that's why I liked it. I love the kid so much, honestly, because he, you know, he's, he's, I know he's not the best quarterback in the world, but he's so humble and he's got a great attitude. Um, and he loves winning. I definitely see your take on Singletary and Moss as well. Um, Ed Oliver, Matt Milano, all those line up and then obviously from getting cut I already said earlier so I don't really mind saying that again um and Espinenza putting up eight sacks I could definitely see easily exactly I'm just really smart what can I say yeah I guess so all right so for my <laughs> bold takes I know Luke always has a problem with one of them we'll see which one it is this time um I think Diggs has his best season of all time like period. Um, I think he goes over a thousand yards, sending career high in every categories, um, which would be about 1100 yards. He would need to crack in about nine touchdowns, which I don't think is impossible at all um, for him. I think Singletary and Moss from a, a form a great tandem, uh, but I do agree with Luke that I don't know if either will go over a thousand yards. I think Josh Allen throws for 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. It's a little bit of a jump for him, but I don't think it's unrealistic considering the new weapons on the team. I think the Bills win the AFC East. That's pretty obvious i think milano and edmonds both go north of 100 tackles and potentially i could see them both making the pro bowl i could see edmonds definitely making it and milano might get lost in it it might be a snub um which i could definitely see you know what i mean like just because they're on the same team and i think this is my hottest take of all of them i don't know how Luis is gonna feel about this i think <laughs> tredavious white wins defensive player of the year yeah you know what i agree with most of those hot takes now, let me say this, and I'm going to be very, very clear with this. It's not that I don't think Tredavious White could compete for a defensive player. He's the best corner in the league. <clears throat> what was that? <laughs> no, it's – it's. look, I, I hate to say it to you because he's a former Bills player. It's still Stephon Gilmore, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, the, problem, the problem I have with your take is just that I can't see two cornerbacks – repeating as defensive player of the year winners, you know, especially with the fact that it usually goes to an edge rusher. And I really think if it's going to happen, Miles Garrett is going to win it this year, kind of proving that like, you know what, uh, the suspension was a fluke. I'm not like that normally. And watch me pile up 20, 20 sacks. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Garrett wins it. I think my favorites for defensive player of the year, if we're just going to rattle these off real quick, Donald's due for a bounce back season. I think that one's pretty obvious. I wouldn't be shocked if he takes home his fourth. I don't even know at this point. Defensive third, player, third, third, third fourth. Third. No, which one has three already? Is that Watt? It's JJ Watt. Okay, Watt's pet. Okay, that's a, that's actually funny you bring up that. So Donald is one of my front runners. Tredavious White. I think TJ Watt, not JJ, TJ Ooh. Watt, it has potential to win Defensive Player of the Year as well. And I wouldn't be shocked if somebody like Miles Garrett won it either because I think when not being an idiot, Miles Garrett might be the best edge rusher in the league. Exactly. And you know what? Just because we're naming off our top three, I'm going to throw out my top three really quick. Um, I, I have my top three being uh, Miles Garrett, as I stated er, uh, earlier. Bobby Wagner, just because, you know, what, he's reaching the twilight of his career. I don't think he has a lot of um, yardage left in the tank, but I think if he's going to pop off, it'll be this season. And he will win a defensive player of the year if he pops off, in my opinion. And then lastly, I would probably say... 
And this one's going to be, you know what? This one's going to be controversial. I think Jamal Adams, defensive player of the year, just because he wants out of the Jets so bad. If he doesn't get traded, he's going to stick it to the Jets and just be like, look at this. Look at all the numbers I put up. Pay me. Because you got to remember, too, this guy put up 60 plus tackles last season, plus a couple interceptions. Plus six and a half sacks playing strong safety. <laughs> yeah, and he had a, oh, some crazy games where he basically took him over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if it's going to happen, I think it'll be this year just because he can say fuck you to the Jets. Part, part of my French. <laughs> um, so, you know, normally we would segue and we'd say we're bringing on a guest now. There's no point because nobody's going to, you know, want to clap the cheeks of the Bills quite like Kyle wants to. So, you know, we're just going to – I'm just going to rattle off some questions. Nothing too in-depth because we already went into it with the Bills. So, Kyle, in your opinion, how long do you think your Super Bowl contention window is with the roster that's been assembled? Um, I think right now we have four years maybe, um, three depending on how much Josh wants to get paid. I don't think he's going to be the type of quarterback to ask for an obscene amount of money, which might help us out a lot. And depending on how well McDermott continues to bring in talent and how well this team keeps their picks, as long as they don't pull a Rams and give away their all their first for the next five years, I think you have a window of about four to five years. Okay. Now, here's my question for you. Where do you think – Gabriel Davis, who they took their fourth round pick on, falls into this rotation. I'm not sure yet. Honestly, I like him a lot. I'm a little worried that this whole coronavirus thing has is limiting his exposure with Josh Allen. Although I did see that they were practicing together the other day. So at least that means they are getting some timing together. I do think John Brown or Cole Beasley will eventually be off the team by the end of this season or miss out on rotation. So the opportunity is there for Gabriel Davis. I think there are some other guys there that might take out care of the opportunity as well uh like duke williams last year was a sneaky player who had a few good games who could potentially pop off this year um and i think isaiah hodgins who they took later on also has potential so i think there's there's definitely some guys who have potential to jump forward this year i think davis is the easiest one to say uh who could potentially mm-hmm. be that guy and especially i mean john brown you have to understand he was finally healthy last year but he he's got a history of not being healthy so if he goes down at all, um, I could see Davis easily stepping into that two role. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, I, I agree with that statement. Don't really have much else to add on that. Here's a question I have for you, though. As a Seahawks fan, I need to ask. You guys gave up LaShawn McCoy for abs- – or not LaShawn McCoy. You gave up Marshawn Lynch for absolutely nothing to the Seahawks, <laughs> and now he is probably a, uh, like a future Hall of Famer. What's your opinion on it? And do you think – you guys would have been better if he was still on the team. You know what? I honestly, I'm not even upset about that because I think what happened for Marshawn Lynch was the best for football, honestly. And it, I think we we would have we would have sucked the life out of Marshawn Lynch. We were not good during those years when Lynch was dominant. Um, and I think maybe he would have made us a little better, but we ne- we would never have been a per- like a perennial playoff team. No running back will ever do that for you. Um, no, it doesn't matter how good you are. I mean, look at CMC, he's the best running back in the league, and he couldn't do shit to help the Panthers out. The poor guy got his ass kicked every game. Like I remember last year, CMC, what he had two games where they 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 basically put him in the shotgun formation to end the game on like the one yard line i was like dude what are you doing to this guy man but i honestly i just think we would we would have ruined i don't think lynch becomes lynch unless he goes to seattle yes i totally agree unbiased in any (laughs) i got another interesting question for you because this is something that i'm curious about 
Do you think Doug Flutie was all there or was he overhyped? Overhyped. Easy question. Easy question. I I think outside of outside of Jim Kelly, we haven't had a legitimate quarterback at all. Um, and I think Josh Allen might be that first opportunity to have one. That's why I get so defensive about my boy when everybody rips on him. I get it. He's not accurate, all this other stuff. But neither was Jim Kelly to start his career. And actually, Jim Kelly was not that accurate his entire career. But he was a winner. And I see a lot of those same similarities between Josh Allen and Jim Kelly in the sense that they're both great leaders. Um, they both will do anything for their team at the end of the day. And I don't think Josh needs to be the Drew Brees stat patter to win with this roster. Okay. I, I like that answer. I like that answer. I got another one to you related to quarterbacks. Do you think that Tyrod Taylor Ugh. could have led the Bills – to some sort of success when they made it to the playoffs in 2014? No. Like, I, I'm tired of even answering this question because people <laughs> are like, oh, yeah, the, the Chargers will be okay this year with Tyrod Taylor. No, they fucking won't. The only reason why we made the playoffs that season was our defense. Like, and if you think otherwise, you did not watch the games. If you didn't watch that damn Jacksonville game where all we had to score was one fucking touchdown and we couldn't even do that because Tyrod Taylor couldn't pass the ball more than five yards without scrambling. I just, mm, I I don't like Tyrod Taylor. It's nothing against the guy. He seems like a stand-up dude. But I thought he was going to be the answer at quarterback, and I was sorely mistaken. And now it's kind of a sensitive topic for me. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. Poor baby. <laughs> All right, so let's let's keep it rolling. with the. I want to keep talking about, you know, because we just highlighted a lot of the Bills. This one. Where is Mario Williams. Hold on, you just broke up there, Luke. What you said? Great defenders. Sorry, I am curious to hear where you find Mario Williams um, following an all-time great Bills defensive. If player. not, I would put him in the top five, um, just because of how good he was for this team for how long, and I mean the amount of everything that he put up as far as stats go um it's a little ridiculous i mean the sacks were just pretty unreal i mean it's a shame he wasn't with us his entire career but obviously you know he had a three-year stretch where he was really amazing and you know or three or four seasons where he was with the team um if he was with the team longer i'd put him higher but i would say definitely he deserves to be in at least top five to maybe top ten um i think the guys right now that we have right now are going to be the best Bills defenders of all time. Honestly, I think Trey White might go down in history as one of the best. Um, that's how high I, I am on him. But I like Mario Williams, don't get me wrong, but if he spent more years with the team, I would put him up there as like, you know, one to two. You know what I mean? If he spent more years with the team, uh, but he didn't. So wow. that's, okay. that's, not, okay. that's not happening. Now, here's my question for you, because this one I know bugs you. If you could, for a seventh-round pick, 
Do you think Robert Woods could come um, to this team now and produce? I don't like know, man. That's, see, that's originally? the thing. I, Robert Woods is such a touchy subject for me um, that I just ugh, I can't stand even talking about the guy. I don't even I don't even have any shares of him because I can't stand it because I just don't understand how he's so good now. <laughs> I think without a doubt he could come back and become a stud with us again. Um, I just think at the time when he was on our roster, we were in a bad situation. Uh, we didn't have a franchise quarterback. He couldn't get in a groove with anybody i don't really blame the guy it was the same thing with chris hogan was part of that same era and he struggled even chris hogan had um two to three very good seasons after he left buffalo and it just that team we had many years of bad like it's the same thing like joe like i i guess we talked about joe last episode uh the miami dolphins fan uh he was a little more laxadaisical about his uh take on like Kenyon drake and ryan Tannehill than i was so it gave me some new perspective like you know we didn't do anything for them so good for them Yeah, okay. You know what? That's a very positive <laughs> twist to put on it. I hope that's what you say to yourself when you cry at night, too. Um, you know yeah. what? Last – before we get into some of the more easier questions, one last one. What do you think it will take for Sean McDermott to be Win a Super Bowl. I mean, you want an easy question. Do the thing that they couldn't do in the 90s, and that's it at the end of the day. I mean, I, I think he can do it. I think Sean is – I've I've said in the past already, I think Sean is one of the premier coaches in the entire uh, league. I mean, by such a long margin, honestly. And I think that I think that he has the potential to bring this team to the promised land for the first time um, ever, honestly, at the end of the day. And I, I think if he can win them the Super Bowl or at least bring them to the finals four times and lose every time, um, he has the potential to be the number one. I honestly, I love Sean. Uh, I know Luke knows this. I, I gush about talk. I, I gush talking about Sean McDermott. I think he's done so much for the team. I think mm-hmm. the fact that he brought us to the playoffs with fucking Tyrod Taylor shows how good of a coach he is. Um, and I just, I, I think it's going to take a lot, but I mean, there's a lot of good bills in the past. People kind of forget about it. So, it's, I mean, and that 90s team was unstoppable. I mean, when Jim Kelly was peak Jim Kelly um, and, you know, Bruce Smith was peak Bruce Smith. I'm shocked you didn't bring up him when you're talking about best bills of all time because I think Bruce Smith might be number one, honestly, even over Jim Kelly. Um, and it's tough. There's a lot of legends on this team. Just people forget because they never won anything. So it's, it's as depressing as that sounds like. I mean, that 90s team was one of the best teams of all time. I mean, think about winning, going to the Super Bowl four times in a row. I know they didn't win, but just think about getting there four times in a row. Oh, yeah. No, they were they were still incredible. No, don't, don't, don't worry. <laughs> okay. I know Bruce Smith will be brought up in just one in, – in the next question. But before we get to your Mount Rushmore, okay. Bill's players, I need to ask a very important question. Fuck Mary Kill. Uh, Fred people Jackson, aren't gonna like my answer. Can I marry OJ? Jackson. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, you hey, know what? Man. I'll, you know I'll what? marry you, OJ. You, fuck you it. Take I it at your shit. own risk. Uh, I will fuck Fred Jackson and I'll kill LaShawn McCoy. Nothing against McCoy, but we didn't have him at his peak. He was good for us. Don't get me wrong, but Eagles McCoy. Geez, oof, man, I'll take Eagles McCoy over what we had all day. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I would say that Fred for Jackson sure. I think, uh, especially because we didn't get, I we had maybe one or two seasons of like full okay. blown LaShawn McCoy. You know what I mean? After that, it was like we had like him injured all the time. And I think when I think McCoy, I think yeah. what he was with Vic and with that that um that just that Eagles team and just cheeses the insanity of that team um and the speed they had. And I just think. Uh, I don't know. I feel bad for McCoy. Honestly, he got did dirty when he was sent to us. I mean, I know he did not take it well. Yeah, he, he was not a happy camper. I know that. Yo, definitely did not take it well. Yep. Um. All right. So you know what? Final question, as we always do. Yeah. Kyle, so this was um. This was tough. I had to think on it for a while. Um. Bruce Smith was and Jim Kelly are the easy two. I think without a doubt, best on each side of the ball, right? Best offensive, best defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as far as the rest go, we haven't had a lot of really good guys in recent times, so it's tough to really think of anybody who deserves to be on that list. I, but I think somebody does deserve a mention, and I don't know if I'll be foolish for putting him on there, but I want to put him on there. And I think Kyle Williams, just because of what he meant for this team for so long, makes that list for me um i know he's not anywhere near one of the best bills of all time as far as talent goes but he spent 10 plus seasons with us he was a class act i think he's the epitome of what buffalo is um like a working class like hard blue collared great family man really well cultured and i just think i i I love kyle williams he's a great guy all around and the fourth uh (laughs) just because he is such a beast i'm gonna put oj simpson on there You know what? You can say what you will about the guy, and he definitely committed oh. murder because I don't care what anybody says. He was he was a hundred percent guilty. Um, but when he was on the Bills, man, he was he was the best running back we've ever had, in my opinion. Oh, easily, I definitely don't disagree with that. You know what? I think my Mount Rushmore. I, I, I probably I probably know who it is, Williams, and I, I thought about putting him on. But go. I, like I need to be on there for me. Yep. Yeah. So for me, easy Jim. Yeah, Kelly, I, I, I Bruce thought about Smith, Reed. Obviously, Reed's Simpson, probably the best receiver we've ever had. Andre um, yeah, <laughs> easily like in a heartbeat, without a doubt. Oh, He's like easily. one of the only in, guys in who really heartbeat, was with I us like his entire career. We always seem to have to get guys off free agency because we suck at drafting uh, wide receivers. Um, but I mean, I just I wanted to throw Kyle Williams on there, but honestly, if I didn't, if I didn't, Reed would have been the guy instead. <laughs> yeah exactly you know i'm just a lot smarter than you are what can i say um all right segue out of that before you have any time to respond so you know what we just did the team breakdown we asked the biggest bills fan probably anybody's ever met kyle some of his questions and when we come back all right and welcome back you know what finally to the pleasure of kyle i'm sure he needs to change his underwear after this episode but we finally got to do the bills i know how happy the kid must be um this was a fun episode to do definitely a different take on it not bring on a guest but i honestly think nobody else would be able to speak about the bills just the way you can uh you know what uh kiss on the cheek um i want to say i want to say thank you really quick sorry kyle just no, you're really good. Quick to everybody who um who listened today. I know the audio is not the best. I do not have my normal setup going right now as I am, you know, figuring out things. And I want to say, you know, thank you from the bottom of my heart to people who are still listening and still patient, even though I am doing this on my AirPods. 
Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. It was great talking about the Bills. I love talking about some of those old legends. I think I think I even forget sometimes how good Bruce Smith was. I was just looking at a few of his stats in between our recordings right now and just <laughs> 170 sacks. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, like, I just like – I you. You, you just even understand how we'd say that is like, I mean, between him and Reggie White, I don't like. You know, it's 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 an interesting thing because I think Reggie White held out a little longer just to break the sack record. Oh, agreed, a hundred percent. So I don't know if like in their prime, who I'm going to pick necessarily, and that might be controversial to some people listening. But I have to be honest, I really don't know who I would pick between the two of them in their prime. Yeah, I think after this is over, I would love to do a Legends debate on the show and maybe talk about some of the old guys, like talk, maybe have a serious discussion about, you know, LT, Reggie White, like, you know, uh, Bruce Smith, who was the best of the three. Obviously, it's LT, but like, you know, I, I would love to debate anyways that the other two could maybe rival him. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. That'd be super interesting. I'm sure people would. Love to hear our takes on legends. I'm sure I have some ones that would be controversial. To say <laughs> um, all right. And that's about does it. Uh, if you don't already follow us on our social medias, make sure you are smashing the follow. Follow us at Dynasty Kings Pod. That is on Instagram. That is on Twitter. And soon to be on YouTube. Uh, we'll be making an announcement about that shortly. So hopefully if you guys are smart, you will give the, uh, us a follow on YouTube. Thanks, guys, for giving us a listen. And we will be back soon to continue our team breakdowns.